Welcome to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about motherhood and growing your business with Ashley Freehand from The Purpose Gathering. Ashley is a coach and brand photographer, and she's going to be sharing all the, everything we know, she knows about building a family and building a successful, profitable business. So stick around. This episode is brought to you by Video Marketing for Creators, my very own course where I show you how to put together a plan and a strategy that will help you share your message and give you the confidence you need to show up on video and press record. Visit focusandbloomstudios.com learn video to get started. That's focusandbloomstudios.com slash learn video. Hola creators, I'm Jessenia Bocaneira, founder of Focus and Bloom Studios. I'm a photographer turned marketing strategist who took a leap of faith, moved over 3,000 miles away from home with one camera and one heavy suitcase filled with dreams. If you're a creative soul and dream maker, this podcast is for you. Here I share actionable tips and tactics on marketing, business, and mindset to help you grow and up-level your business with purpose and lots of joy, one action item at a time. Get comfortable and let's get started. This is the Focus and Bloom Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Focus and Bloom Podcast. Joining me today is Ashley Freehand. Ashley, welcome to the Focus and Bloom Podcast. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me. I am doing great and so ready for this conversation. I'm excited. We got to connect a couple of days prior to this recording, and we shared some really cool things about building a photography business and brand photography and just life in general. So it was really great to connect. And I thought that you have some really cool insights and definitely you share some great content that our audience could really benefit from, especially from the the aspect of growing your family and also growing a business, which is a topic that I've been wanting to incorporate into the podcast. So thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Of course, I'm happy to be here. All right. So before we dive into the nitty gritty, can you tell us a little bit about you, what you do and what got you started? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually am a brand photographer based in Arizona, Mesa, Arizona, for those of you that might be familiar with with Arizona. And I also am a brand, um, I'm sorry, a motherhood and business coach for mom photographers. So that's a recent transition that I just made. I used to serve all mom preneurs. And I just found that it was really hard to narrow down my messaging. And it took me a little while to really figure out who I best serve. And so that's definitely a topic that we're going to be talking about today is niching down and really finding that ideal client that you can serve. And so I actually have been in business as a photographer for over 10 years. And I started out specializing in weddings. And so I've been in the wedding industry for a really long time. And then God really laid it on my heart to start the purpose gathering two years ago. And so it started out as a meetup community for just mom business owners in general, because I just felt so alone. I felt like nobody understood what it felt like to be a mom and a business owner. And I had so many friends that were moms but didn't own a business. And then so many friends that were business owners that didn't have a family. And so I just felt like I was so alone and nobody understood. So the purpose gathering was sort of my way of finding business besties and friends that really understood the struggle. And then just over the past two years, it's evolved into what it is today, which is just so beautiful and more than I could have ever imagined. 
Oh, that's so wonderful. And and it is very true. I'm so I'm so glad that you, you know, you were able to to find that gap and merge those two needs because entrepreneurship as a, as it is could be sometimes lonely because we may have lots of friends, but then they're not necessarily business owners or they're not in that mindset. So, or no other business owners, but maybe we don't have that friendship connection that we might need to, you know, to create those special bonds. Um, and then on top of that, add that element of building a family, which is its own thing. So yeah, that's so fun. And I'm, it's, it's, I'm so excited to have you, you know, dive into this because I think it's a very important topic and especially for women who are really nowadays, especially, you know, we're juggling. Do we want to have family? Do we want to have a business? What goes first? Can we do all of it? This is a, for sure a question I myself has have asked myself many, many times. Can I do this? So, okay. For someone starting out in photography or who has a photography side hustle, um, you know, and is also growing a family, what are some steps uh, that they can take to maximize, you know, their available time so they can catapult their business? You mentioned that you were you were a wedding photographer and then you shifted. So what what are some things that they need to think about as they're starting this this transition? Yeah, absolutely. So I have always had a family and had a business. So even though my business technically came first, I didn't really, it wasn't a business. It was more so a hobby. And I had my daughter pretty shortly after I started my business, which again was a hobby. And so I have always had children around while growing my business. And one of the biggest things that I failed to learn, which is what I teach all of my clients, is you have to prioritize your self-care. I, I found that at the beginning, especially when people are wanting to either grow a business or maybe they have a business and they're ready to start a family, there's always this disconnect where people think, okay, well, I'm just going to do the thing. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do all the things that everybody says I need to do. And that's how I'll be successful. Whether it's parenting, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, marriage tips or advice, but a lot of people miss this step. And it's extremely crucial. So in my program, we actually start with learning about self-care and prioritizing it. And it's not a sexy topic. A lot of people don't want to talk about it because it's hard. Like some of the things that you have to do for self-care, they're not fun, right? I'm not talking about bubble baths. I'm not talking about massages. <laughs> I am talking about deep self-care, about emotional self-care, about the things that people just skip over because they're like, well, I just don't have time. But I'm here to tell you, if you don't have time to prioritize your self-care, no one else will. And if you don't prioritize your self-care, I am living proof that you're going to lead to burnout and overwhelm extremely quickly. And if you don't get this piece in place and you don't get this piece right, it's going to be extremely hard for you to feel successful as a mom or a business owner because everyone else is going to vie for your attention and if you don't give attention to yourself first, you're going to feel so anxious and frustrated and overwhelmed all the time. For those in the back. Yeah. For those in the back, let me just say this. I'm going to repeat it. You need to prioritize self-care because nobody else will do it for you. <laughs> exactly. I so remember asking myself that question, like, who's going to take care of me? 
Like when am I going to just get to sit back and relax and let people cater to my needs? And I'm like, yeah, that's never going to happen, is it? I mean, of course, people can help out if I ask, right? That's another big thing is asking for help and realizing what your capacity is and not being afraid to admit and say, you know what? It's really hard for me to to run my business successfully and have my children. So maybe I need to get some help in that area. I know a lot of mamas that have pride in letting someone else take care of their kids. And it's just one of those things where if you're not willing to ask for help, then you're probably going to stay stuck for a while. That's big. That's pretty, pretty big. And so true. I mean, um, like you said, it's not self-care is not just bubble bath and massages. It could very well be because, you know, why not? <laughs> it's a very small piece of the exactly. puzzle of self-care. And, you know, the mental mental health care, you know, mental health is is part of that self-care and finding that balance where you feel OK. Uh, and if you don't feel OK, it's OK. It's it's normal and it's it's perfectly fine to ask for help. And yeah. Oh, my gosh. So powerful. So. Okay, part of building a part of building a successful brand is creating a client experience. So you you said you you went from uh, you started your business technically as a hobby, but then something clicked and something shifted. What what was that that made you realize that okay, this is a business? I'm like now I'm, I'm switching it from a side hustle to a business, and now you're thinking about client experience. How was that shift in your mind? And then you know what are some of those those steps or things to consider when building a client experience? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like there's a couple parts to that question. So remind me later if I don't answer all the different aspects, but I feel like there were a couple of turning points for me in my photography journey. And the first was that idea of like, okay, I want to take this from a side hustle and turn it into a real business. And so the first thing that I did was so scary, which I know a lot of photographers feel this way when they first take this step, but was investing a lot of money that I didn't feel like I had into a workshop. So I went to a photography workshop. I was literally itty bitty brand new. I had been doing photography for maybe a year and a half. Well, actually, yeah, about a year and a half to two years before I took this course. But again, I didn't really know much at all. So this was sort of that launching point, that turning point where I was able to speak one on one with the coach that was teaching the class. And it was only a 15 minute consultation. So she gave a whole workshop to the group. But I had a 15 minute one on one consultation with her. And she changed everything about my business right then and there. So she said, you know, if you want to make this a successful career, you need to niche, you need to choose one area of photography that you are an expert in, go all in on that only show that on your website only show that on your social media doesn't mean you can't shoot other things, but you're just going to be known for that one thing. What is that one thing you want to be known for? And I was like, well, I really want to get into weddings. So from there, she said, okay, well, your business name is urban life photography. What does that mean? And I'm like, I don't know. I like literally picked it because it sounded great. (laughs) And she was like, okay. She's like, you might want to consider changing your business name to your name, especially for wedding, you know, clients when they are looking for a photographer, they want to feel instantly connected to you. Mm -hmm. And when you use your name, it makes them feel more connected. And so I was like, okay, great. So the two big things that I learned from her workshop was 
pick a niche and choose a business name that fits who your ideal client would be resonating with. And so I changed my business name and I only focused on weddings. That was a huge turning point for me. However, I still played this victim mentality. I had kids at home. And so I just played this martyr mom of like, oh, well, my business is just not going to grow because I have kids and they're my top priority. And I sort of gave up everything that I should have been doing or wanted to be doing or could have been doing because I was so focused on, well, I just can't do both. Like I'm either a good mom and my business is failing, or I'm either a really good business owner. And then I'm a horrible mom or spouse. And so I just lived in that space for a really long time. I also, some of the mistakes I made was I used my business account like a slush fund. It was sort of like, oh, this is my fun extra money. I'm just going to go out with my girlfriends and swipe my business card. We we need a new fridge for our family. So I'm just going to swipe my business card. And there was no real accountability with, no, I'm a CEO. I am the business owner. I am the person who can really, you know, drive my business forward. And so I would say that that second turning point in my business was just a couple of years ago. It was when I started the purpose gathering and I really started to educate myself and go deeper into the online space. And I learned online education space and it really opened up my eyes to all the things that I was missing in my photography business. And so that was the turning point in my photography business where I was like, I am no longer playing this small game. I want something bigger for my business. I want something better and bigger for my family. And so the next pivotal moment that I would say really changed the dynamic and trajectory of my business was a couple of years ago when I started the purpose gathering, I started really getting into the online education space. And I started learning sort of a different way of doing business that was never introduced to me as when I was in my, you know, just focusing on my photography business. And so I really started to learn all of these aspects of my business that would really help drive it forward. And so I felt like I was in this like never ending hamster wheel of just doing all the things, seeing the next big thing to do, watching these people, comparing myself to other business owners and feeling like, oh, well, if this is helping them succeed, that must be what I need to do next. And so it just felt like I never had a plan. I never had a system. I was always riding by the seat of my pants. I was that creative person, right? I'm like, I don't need a schedule. I don't need a t- to time block. I don't need to do any of these things because I just, I'm just a creative. And so it was right. Exactly. I was like, I'm just going to go with the flow and all the things will work out. But then the education space was like, you need to have a system. You need to have a workflow. You need to have automation. You need to have an email list so that you can create a you know, sustainable audience off of social media platforms and just all these things that I had not heard as a photographer. And I was just probably hanging out with the wrong space, or maybe education is just catching up. You know what I'm saying? Because it was so long ago, I started my business. And so I just, I hit this turning point where I was like, I'm the CEO. I need to step into this role as CEO in my business and not be playing the small game anymore. Like I want bigger things for my family. I want to make sure that I can create sustainable wealth and I want to be the person who leads the way. I don't want to let my kids hold me back in me anymore. I don't want to be that martyr mom. I don't want to feel like 
I'm just spinning my wheels all the time. You know, I, my revenue was always like the same. I wasn't making any growth every year. And again, it was just sort of like, I gave myself that excuse of, well, you know, I'm not the primary, you know, breadwinner for the family. We don't really need my income. It's just fun. It's like fun money. And so I'm okay with just whatever business falls into my lap. You know, I kind of had that mentality where it was just like, this is my side hustle. You know, yes, I wanted something bigger, but I, I still was stuck in that cycle. So two years ago, I decided, you know what? I am going all in. I am the CEO of my business. I'm going to focus on big game, future focused tasks. I'm not going to be that employee mindset anymore where I'm just checking off the boxes. I'm going to think bigger. I'm going to think scale. I'm going to start to systemize. I'm going to start to actually look at my time and not use that as an excuse anymore. A lot of mamas, just a lot of people in general will use this excuse. Oh, I just don't have time. And I'm like, you know what? I used to believe that lie too, but it's not about time. It's about how you're intentional with that time and it's how you spend that time. And so that's what was the biggest turning point for me was like, I'm done making excuses. I'm done playing the small game. And here I am going to take action. I'm going to take ownership. I'm not going to blame anyone else for my lack of success or my lack of growth. It's me. And I have the power to change the growth and the trajectory of my business. And so that is what I've been doing. That's what I've been teaching. And it's been so incredible to watch the growth and to see all these pieces just fall into place now that I'm taking ownership and I'm not making excuses anymore. I love it. This is so powerful. And and I love that you, you know, you took ownership because the same thing as the same applies as, you know, nobody's going to take care of kind of do self-care for you, but you, you need to take ownership of your business. You need to be the CEO of your own business. I love that. Okay. So, which is, this is a perfect timing, perfect, perfect segue into my next question, which is, you know, you talked about productivity with purpose. So what steps can you establish to protect those blocks? You mentioned time blocking. So what what can we do to protect those blocks and eliminate distractions and maximize productivity? Whatever, however many hours you actually have available, whether you have, um, whether you have a set, another job, whether you are growing a family, taking care of the kids, homeschooling, whatever that is. Absolutely. So I feel like the first step to really maximizing productivity is to create space in your schedule. Um, as a mom and as a business owner, you know, in the past, my my sort of go-to was always, oh, well, when the kids are napping or when the kids are busy or whenever I have a pocket of time, I'm just going to work. And so I just sort of would work all the time. <laughs> I felt like I was constantly working when the kids were busy. Right. And so some days that was productive, but also left me feeling guilty. Like I was neglecting my kids. Other days I was having a great time with the kids and I felt like I was neglecting my business. And so if you, first of all, take a look at your schedule and you start to say, okay, when do I have time that I'm going to dedicate to work? Set those time blocks in your schedule and they can change every week. But I personally think if you can set a schedule and get your children on the same schedule and work your 
your personal and your business schedule together, it'll be so much easier for you because you know when to count on that work block, but your children also know when you're going to be doing that work block as well. By now you've heard that video is a key tool to help connect, grow and scale your business. If you're unsure of where to start, you'll want to check out video marketing for creators. In this course, you'll learn the technical side of how to produce professional looking videos with minimal gear while learning how to put together a plan and a strategy that will help you share your message and give you the confidence you need to show up on video and press record. Visit focusandbloomstudios.com slash learn video to get started. That's focusandbloomstudios.com slash learn video. Now let's get back to the show. Okay. And I also want to mention, because I know a lot of you listening right now are probably going to be like, but you don't know my kids. Like they interrupt me all the time. I can't get anything done when my kids are around. (laughs) And I just want to be the first person maybe to tell you that that is a lie you're telling yourself. Because I used to tell myself that lie all the time. I'd be like, my kids are so crazy. They just never are quiet. They never listen. They just always are so all over me and attached to me and there's just no way I could ever get focused work time done. And then guess what, guys? I thought everything would change when my kids went to school. I was I was 100% sure that my business would explode with growth when they were gone and at school. I was like, okay, cool. They're going to be the public school systems problem now. Like <laughs> I'm going to have all the time in the world. And guess what happened? I still was the same business owner that I was. Nothing changed. I had no new habits. I wasn't a different person. I just had more time. And you know what I did with my more time? I wasted more time. And so I made another radical decision. So a year and a half or two years, I guess, after my my youngest started kindergarten, I decided to homeschool. So now we are back to square one. My kids are home with me 24 seven. They're upstairs in the loft playing right now. And they have learned, now they're seven and 10, they have learned to evolve with my business. They know that I work from home. They most of the time respect my boundaries. And the reason why they respect these boundaries is because I give them what they need. And so I think so many of you listening right now are probably like, okay, that sounds awesome. How do I do that? And it's repetition. It's just constantly saying, hey, mommy works from nine to 11 every morning. And this is what you can do with that time. But before I start working, I'm going to give you what you need. And that's positive attention in advance. That's positive control. That's being a present mom when you're present with your kids. And that's also showing them that when you're working, you're working. And I know it feels hard because you're like, but my kids are little. That's how it starts. My kids were little from the very first day they were born. Like they started to learn. This is mom's rhythm. She works from home. It looks different, but I also include them in my business. They know what I'm doing right now. When I'm sitting down to write emails, I tell them what I'm doing. I make them a part of it. My, when my kids can help in the business, I let them help and I pay them for helping and I show them what it's like to be an entrepreneur. I have a daughter or my daughter, um, she has her own mommy's helper business and I show her what it's like to be an entrepreneur and how she can market herself and what people are looking for. What do they want to hear? What do they want to see when they're, when they're trying to leave their child with a mommy's helper? Right? So it's sort of like all these things. Like once I was able to let go of 
oh, I can't work when my kids are around. I just began to get creative with it. I was stuck to my guns. I set the boundaries and I didn't budge from the boundaries. And so I think that's really important too, is you're letting your kids know this is the, ex the expectation. This is the boundary. Of course, if you have babies or younger kids who can't be left alone, you'll find other ways to make that work. Maybe they're in a pack and play or you set up a little boundary of a gate and they play in there. Are they going to cry and want you? Yeah. But you go over there and let them know mommy will be done in just a little bit. And then you go back and stick firm on the boundary. It's hard, mamas. I'm telling you, but it works. I'm living proof that it works. That's amazing. And I love that you are bringing, you're incorporating them into the business because it's sort of like that, you know, the idea of your, you want your, your kids to, to learn and to like grow as an adult. So it's not just like baby talk or downplaying the conversation. You're actually telling them how it is. Like I have, I don't have kids. I have two nep uh, one niece and one nephew. My niece just is about to turn. Well, at the point where we, um, when we air this, she would have already turned five, but I think she's going on 20 because <laughs> this past summer when I went to visit my parents, she was, she lives in Texas. Um, um, so my family lives in Texas. So I went to visit them and I was gardening with my mom and my, my niece, she's just, she's asking all these questions. I want to help. I want to help gardening. Why are you doing this? Why are you putting that? Oh, okay. And I say, okay, Cassie, go over here, wait for me so that me and Abu can do, oh, but I want to help both of you. And, and I had a conversation, like a 20 minute conversation with that little girl. And I was just amazed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they learn so much and so quickly. They do. <laughs> They're like sponges. Fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they want to learn. And I think so often we are ingrained as humans and as adults to just be like, I'm the mom, I'm the adult, you're the child. Like what I do or what I say is what goes. And it's like, I have been really, one of my missions, especially as a, an educator is to help mamas and and aunties, right? Just to help <laughs> the parenting aspect in general to change the dynamic. We've been so ingrained as a culture that, you know, we are in charge and you just submit. Mm -hmm. And in our family, I really don't want that. I want our kids to be able to learn to have a voice at a very young age. I want them to learn persuasion skills. And like, I want to hear, okay, so you want to play a game instead of doing school. Tell me how that is going to work. Tell me why you want to do that first. And I sort of let them explain to me, this is, you know, I'll be so much more excited about school if I get to play first. And I'm like, okay, we'll try it, right? My kids wanted to stay up all night the other night, like last weekend. And they were like, can we stay up all night? And I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare. And so, <laughs> but then I like started thinking about it and I'm like, okay, what is this going to look like? What are you guys going to do? What sort of like boundaries can we have in place? Because daddy and I are still going to bed at the normal time. So if you're awake while we're asleep, what's that going to look like? You know, so I sort of had this conversation, this dialogue with them. And I wanted to hear their perspective. Like, what are you going to do during this nocturnal stay up all night night? And they had created a plan together. They worked together to come up with what they were going to do and how they were going to keep themselves busy. And so they presented 
presented their plan and then I agreed to it. But I said, if you're going to do this, here are the rules, you know, no going outside, no waking daddy and I up when it doesn't work out, like no arguing, like all the things. And they ended up putting themselves to bed at 1030. We, we stayed up because we were like, we just want to see how long they're going to last. But it was like, you know, if we as parents don't let our kids practice using their voice and using their gifts and their skills now, then we can't be surprised when we send them out into the real world and they make mistakes in the real world. Right. I'd rather my kids make mistakes in trial and error now when yes. they're under my wing than later down the road because I never let them try something that I didn't really you know, want them to try. But I think it's just so important to allow our kids to have that flexibility and to say yes as often as we can. That's beautiful. I love that that way of thinking and that way of, of parenting and just allowing them to be themselves, to own who they are and their voice. That's perfect. I mean, we need that. <laughs> we need that. We need a generation that fe feels comfortable um, and in speaking and letting their voice be heard for whatever that is. So that's very cool. Very, very powerful. Okay. So... I, I love this conversation and we could totally continue it, <laughs> but we need to start wrapping it up. So you, I'm sure you have lots of tips and, and more about productivity and building a business with purpose. Can you, do you have a freebie or anything that you would like to share on, on how people can learn from you and connect with you? Yes, absolutely. So I do have a free masterclass called Productivity with Purpose, where I walk through exactly what it looks like to establish your time blocks, how to create a master list. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, we get really um, overwhelmed because we try to keep all of our to do's in our head. And we don't get them out on paper or get them out on a on a virtual list. And so I talk through, you know, how to set up that master list, how to organize it, how to actually assign those tasks to your work blocks. And then how do you actually protect that time? How do you actually make sure that you, you know, can avoid or um, handle distractions and interruptions because those will happen. And so you can definitely grab that. It's over at thepurposegathering.com slash productivity. And then um, for any mom photographers that might be listening, I also have a group coaching program that walks you through how to turn your photography side hustle into a profitable and sustainable business and how step-by-step -step that looks like to step into the role of CEO in your business. And then of course, as you've heard me speak, I'm super passionate about parenting. So I sprinkle in a lot of motherhood and parenting tips through that program as well. Um, but if you want to just hang out with me and learn more from me, I also um, am really active over on Instagram at the purpose gathering. And I also have a podcast. You guessed it, the Purpose Gathering podcast. <laughs> it's all pretty simple. <laughs> I love it. Ashley, thank you so very much. And for those of you tuning in, I have I'll have all these links included in today's show note. You can find you can find those at focusandbloomstudios.com slash show notes. And Ashley, once again, thank you so very much for joining in on today's podcast episode. This has been very insightful, and I'm so glad that I was finally able to bring somebody who can talk about this very important topic about motherhood and building a business. So thank you again. Thank you so very much. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to leave us a review so that we can continue building and bringing you more resources like this. Stick around. Thank and you so much. Thanks thank for you. Me. Thank you, everybody.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.